We got folks from across New York and Pennsylvania joining us and people watching throughout the country. It's time to go bowling, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the ECAC Bowl Selection Show here on In the Huddle. And let's go and let's do it here. JB, how you feeling on the show? I, I'm excited. I mean, this has been a great 22 season. Uh, the matchups that we have to announce today are going to be spectacular ones. Maybe some of the first time in history that these teams have gotten a chance to line up against each other. Every team has at least, you know, a, a very solid record in conference and, and outside. So I think it's going to be a great slate of games. I'm really excited to get going here. Let's do it. That's right. It is time to talk about four of the 12 bowls uh, that are going to be played in Division Three. Uh, these are all the ECAC bowls. Those wondering about the New England bowls, uh, the was it uh, Centennial Mac bowls? Max Centennial. Yeah, yep. and mm -hmm. uh, the Neptune those. Bowl, the Cousins uh, uh, Subs Bowl, the uh, Isthmus Bowl. Uh, all those, uh, you'll have to watch elsewhere or watch our uh, Tuesday or Wednesday show this week. We'll tell you a little bit more about those things. But we are here to talk about the ECACs. And uh, for, what is this, our uh, fourth go-around on this? Actually, uh, you know, fifth, yeah. I, I think I know somebody that can tell us about how many go-arounds we've had with this. Uh, coming to us live from... Grove City, uh, a little uh, oh. a memento he gave me from uh, the game that we nice. covered a few weeks back. Coach DiDonato and his crew are joining us here. And guys, good to see you. And uh, how are we feeling there in Grove City today, guys? Uh, we're excited to uh, be back on with you and uh, hopefully an opportunity to continue our season. Well, uh, an opportunity indeed. Uh, you guys uh, had a season that was obviously up and down, uh, finishing with three losses, but uh, some decent momentum in general for your team uh, after the, uh, those bumps and fits and starts. What did you guys learn, Coach, uh, from your previous experiences in the ECACs that made you want to come back and do this one more time at least? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, even just with the selection show here and everything you guys do and the ECAC does, just makes a special experience. And anytime you get to put the pads on one more time, it's special. And, and we learn from those experiences. I mean, you can use that extra week of practice, that, that, extra, uh, that extra time just to continue to get better. And, and uh, obviously when you get to play for something, it's special. So we're excited to be back in this position. Okay, guys, we're going to ask you to hold steady. We're going to be uh, back, hopefully, with you soon uh, to tell you what your bowl pairing is if you are in one. Uh, we will uh, leave it at that for now, but uh, just uh, hold tight, and we will talk to you again in a little bit uh, out there in Grove City. So we go from Grove City. Uh, let's stay in western Pennsylvania for a second here, and let's talk to our good friends in New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, uh, specifically at Westminster, and there's Coach Benzel uh, right there for us. Uh, Coach, how are you? Now we're lacking. Hey, what's yep. up? There we go. We got the volume there. Sorry about that. We are uh, doing well, sir, and uh, hello to all the guys out there. Uh, is Bar Bar's Chili anywhere nearby? Because I'm hungry right now. Hey, guys. Good to see everybody. And all right. We'll, we'll wave back here to you uh, so that uh, we can see you. Coach, uh, your team has had a season where I didn't know if you'd be, I'd be sitting here today, even with a chance for an ECAC berth, and your guys pulled it together. Uh, what stands out in my head is that Westminster versus Case game a couple of weeks ago, 
where uh, you basically survive with a missed field goal by uh, Case uh, to get to this point. How do you feel sitting there right now with the three losses, but uh, a number of wins that will qualify you at least for a possibility here today? Yeah, I'm just super proud of our guys. We just kept fighting, had a lot of adversity this year. We found out a lot about our program. Um, you know, trust our players, trust the process. We got a lot of good players here that were willing to step in when those injuries hit and uh, never folded, never blinked. Uh, it wasn't easy, but um, here we are sitting here at seven and three, win five in a row, and uh, we just want to play some more football. Does Bar Bar make more chili for this game is my, my question. JB, you ask a question, oh, a little more meaningful. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. So, Coach, I mean, either you know, on the road or at home, I mean, obviously an extra week of practice. I mean, we, uh, we know that a few weeks back you guys lost your starting quarterback, Cole Kanitska. Can you tell us about you know, where, where you guys have been since and, and how an opportunity like this is really a, a, a springboard for next season? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the injuries, they are what they are. I mean, I think this is – I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. But um, just, again, credit to our players in, in terms of rebounding. The quarterback position, as you know, is, is such a huge leadership and uh, kind of carries our mantle on offense. And So what we've, what we've discovered, though, is we've got not only one, two, but we might have three or four good quarterbacks. So – it is a silver lining, and it was great to see these guys get a chance to compete, and um, I'm excited for them. Coach, we're going to tell you the same thing we told the Grove City. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show here, and we'll see if you are on our screen at a later time in the show. Not too far in the future, obviously. We're going to get to those picks very soon. But we do want to welcome in one other person here uh, that we have joining us, or uh, a person in uh, his players, I'm sure, are, uh, not too far away. And coming from uh, to us from uh, Rensselaer, Hey, look at that. Uh, look at this crew out there. Hello, RPI. Good to see everybody over there in uh, Troy. I should have probably come here myself. Awesome. Coach, how are we doing over there? How, are we excited? Coach, how are we doing over there? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. We're excited for the, uh, for the show, excited for the opportunity. I think this is when I'm supposed to break out this visor uh, for a moment like this, especially after you kicked my team's butt this uh, past week in the Dutchman <laughs> Shoes game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, good let, on you. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it doesn't feel right. There you go. Uh, I, I guess I have to kind of toss that one out the window today, so we'll just leave it at that. But, guys, we're going to uh, also ask you to sit back, relax here a little bit. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Uh, the delays make it even better on our end here. But, guys, do sit back, relax, and we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I will take this off for now just because, you know, I, 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 I That's not your color red, Frank. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> Well, it's good to see everybody uh, is there and ready to go here, and our pairings are going to be announced here. There are four games to be announced, and again, uh, thanks to the folks at the ECAC right. for entrusting us with this uh, process indeed. So, JB, are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Let's call some games. Well, in your honor, let's start with this one in particular here, the Asa S. Bushnell Bowl. 
And uh, two of the top teams in the field, indeed, are in this one. And from from what I understand, there has not been this matchup since 1942. 80 years ago was the last time this game was played. Hobart will be traveling to Washington and Jefferson College. And you look at these uh, teams, 7-3 uh, for Hobart, 8-2 for W&J. I believe W&J was the only two-loss team that applied to be in the ECACs. And that's not because that's people right. didn't want to play in these games, but mainly because uh, we saw a lot of upper ended teams in especially region two and that means there are losses being endured underneath a little bit more but a whole pool of uh, three lost teams and a two lost team here in w and j and jb uh, tell me your thoughts here about this matchup because obviously on paper it looks like a really good matchup to me yeah, well, you know, the presidents have always had a, a pretty uh, interesting, explosive offense. Hobart's uh, mantra this year might be a little more on the defensive side of things. I think this is going to be a, a great matchup between pretty uh, similar teams. I mean, it's it's a long time ago now, but got to remember, WNJ did defeat uh, number twenty-one ranked JCU at the beginning of the season, so they've they've had some quality wins, but they've gotten tripped up a few times here and there. I mean, they had, they lost a game to the pack champion Carnegie Mellon and they held them without a touchdown other than the defensive pick six. So that was, you know, they've had some kind of weird luck um, or bad luck this season, but still a really quality team. I'm sure they'll be happy to have that one at home. It's about a five hour ride for the Statesman. It's a pretty good haul, but it's a great opportunity for them to try to get another win this season. Sounds good. That is the Asa S. Bushnell Bowl again, Hobart at Washington and Jefferson. Ready for another bowl? Ready for the Clayton Chapman Bowl? This one, you know what, I heard these teams haven't played before, and I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, I guess that makes some sense here, and I'm excited for this matchup because I think these two teams match up really well, especially the defenses will be interesting to see. Hey, Westminster, let's go bowling at SUNY Brockport. That's who you got, guys. Uh, SUNY Brockport coming here against Westminster, and uh, 7-3. and three. Uh, overall, for both schools, uh, you can see both have two losses in conference uh, in their respective conferences. And uh, this is a matchup that I think, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to, to say the least. Like I'm saying, JB, because of how these teams pan out, uh, on paper at least, what, what's your thought here? Well, I think both of these are sort of blue collar, you know, hard as nails sort of programs that, you know, they, they, they work hard. They, this is going to be a really physical game for both teams, I think. It's especially now it's getting a little bit colder in upstate New York. So both of these teams are going to bring it. I think it's going to be an aggressive ground and pound style of football that I know fans like me at least appreciate. So I can't wait to see how these two teams match up and, and, uh, and go at it next Saturday. Coach Benzel, uh, we got you back here. Uh, What's your thought here? Brockport is one of those teams that people are writing off around midseason for various reasons, but then they seem to just be resurgent and obviously ups and downs uh, since that midseason point when I saw them uh, against Cortland and Utica uh, at certain times here. But they are a, a team to be reckoned with for sure, as is yours. Your initial thoughts here? Yeah, we're excited. Um, the Brockport I know what I know about Brockport is is exactly what JB said. They're going to um, very physical, defensively oriented group that um, they're going to play behind their pads. Uh, we kind of have a little bit of a reputation. We're a little sandbox too, so um, it should be uh, definitely some ice bass coming after this one. <laughs> well, 
if you guys uh, or, or if anybody can do it, you guys can. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, I, we were talking to Coach Potter earlier uh, today. They're excited. To, they were trying to figure out their matchup uh, for the life of them. I think one of their coaches may have actually gotten it right, actually. So I don't know if it was Potter or not, uh, the assistant coach up there. But they are definitely uh, excited to be bowling, as is your team. Good luck to you in this bowl on Saturday. Uh, good luck to Brockport as well. We just want to see a really great matchup uh, come out of this. And, guys, uh, save me some chili, please. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Here we go, guys. They, they, may uh, want to, they may want to wait to do the garbage plates after the game. You know, it's a, it's a pretty filling meal, but it'll definitely help them on that, that road trip. But, yay, great matchup. And like you said, it might be the first time ever, right? I believe so. And actually, uh, in terms of another first time ever situation, I'm going to switch screens here in a second. And uh, this will be, I, I, I don't know if I believe this one fully because I don't know how it's possible these two teams haven't met before. But hey, uh, you know what? Co or, uh, Ryan Briggs actually is the one that gave me the information earlier today. And I, I, I will believe uh, Briggs nine times out of nine, uh, to be honest with you. Here we go. As RPI, you're going bowling. You're hosting, in fact, at the ECAV against SUNY Morrisville on Saturday. Seven and three for both teams. And it looks like a, a team that is happy to see that they're going to be home bowling this uh, coming week. That's awesome. And, Coach, I know we got a little delay, so I'm going to ask you the question uh, right now. You see Morrisville on this slide. What do you think of this situation? What do you think about Coach Raby's team? Because uh, I think we all respect the job he's done out there. Uh, we've had a chance to see them on film, a couple of crossover films uh, with Liberty League. Uh, we saw that they beat Hobart. Uh, earlier this year, they beat um, St. Lawrence, so two common opponents there. Uh, extremely athletic. They're physical. Um, um, they play four-quarter football. And, uh, you know, this is uh, – coaches built a, a really good squad over there. So uh, we're excited to uh, – we're excited for this matchup. Yeah, I mean, JB, uh, when you looked at this one uh, earlier today, I think you were kind of excited to see this one just from I, – I, I think the defenses match up again very well in this game. You were kind of excited to see this one. Yeah, I think, as like Coach I said, you know, with, with some of the crossover, I mean, this is a, a good opportunity for some upstate bragging rights. Um, and, you know, there's – is there really a better, uh, you know, venue for a bowl game than the ECAB? I don't know if you could pick a, a better spot. I mean, that, that stadium is something else. I know it'll be a little extra hardware on the line. I know that there'll be some, you know, sort of Empire 8 Liberty League bragging rights going on. So it should be an outstanding matchup against these two teams. Coach, uh, your thoughts uh, generally, too, about hosting here, uh, because you have matching 7-3 and three records, and uh, it wasn't definitive for sure. Obviously, that Brockport loss probably cost them a chance to host uh, in this series. But, I, I mean, hosting at the ECAF uh, one final time for the seniors, there's no better, uh, no better way to go out. Maybe, maybe the Dutchman Shoes game was pretty damn good to go out on, uh, if that was going to be it. But you got one more big one at the ECAF for these seniors. Yeah, having a chance to uh, play bonus ball uh, here at home, uh, giving the, uh, the, the seniors another opportunity to get out and play, I think that's one of the things that, that you look for, um, you know, when, when you're putting this together. Um, you know, we have not hosted an ECAC game since I've been here. We haven't hosted an ECAC game 
here at ECAV. Matter of fact, uh, when we were in the NCAAs, we've only played at home once uh, for various reasons. Uh, but uh, this is certainly an opportunity for us to uh, uh, to show off this uh, this great venue here at home. Well, Coach, uh, go enjoy, get ready for it, because Coach Raby's going to uh, bring it, I'm sure, uh, to RPI. Uh, as we said, he's a great uh, young coach out there, and he's built a heck of a program with Coach Fitzpatrick before him. So good luck with everything there. Guys, uh, good luck. Uh, th- this will be a tough one. Don't take uh, anything for granted I've, in this Division Three season, that's for sure. We've seen it across the country, and we will see you soon. There we go. And uh, again, Scotty right. Whitelaw Bowl for those uh, that are just tuning in. It's Morrisville State at RPI and uh, one that we will be, uh, I think, enjoying uh, definitely out there, uh, those that get to attend it or watch it live. JB, that's uh, bowl number three. We have one bowl left. It's the James Lina Bowl. And, um, you know, fourth time's a charm. Is that what they say? Grove City, you're back at the James Lina Bowl. And they're going to be hosting FDU Florum in this situation. And uh, it's... uh, (laughs) That's what it is. Whoa. <laughs> we got some Pennsylvania bragging rights on the line, uh, or, or you know thereabouts uh, in this whole thing. Pennsylvania and, uh, points east. State, yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, th- this will be interesting here. Uh, how this one plays out. Remember, this uh, I, I started my season on the road with FDU Florham. Uh, game number one of nineteen this season I've attended was uh, them against Merchant Marine Academy. And uh, a new head coach and everything else going on there. So uh, it's, it's a big one for sure for them to go bowling. Because I don't know if a lot of people thought they would. They were mid-pack uh, selections in the MAC and everything else. As for Grove City, uh, they're here with us right in front of us. And we'll ask Coach DiDonato his uh, thoughts here on this matchup here. Coach, uh, FDU Florham. Uh, a little train that could really they are, and uh, a kind of familiar story. It, it, they hit me as a, a team like yours that always underestimated, always uh, you know outdoing those projections. So uh, you're going to have an interesting game against them, I think, Coach. Yeah, I agree. I, my understanding is I think it was the James Lina Bowl last year that they won against the conference opponent of ours, St. Vincent, and and actually we won this game. Just thinking of it, 2018, 2019. So we both have experience having success in this James Lineable, so it uh, you know, should be a really great matchup. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. Hey, yeah, going, the, for the, the, going for the proverbial three-peat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, they are. <laughs> so, Coach, uh, you know, your team uh, definitely with some youth in certain areas and some experience, and uh, it's got to be great, though, to have – this senior class in particular go out with one more bowl game here because I know they were part of that brick by brick mentality that got things initially started for some of them based on the COVID year, those that came back for the fifth year essentially. Tell me about the senior class and what this does mean to them or if you want to elect somebody to say it out there uh, that's with you, feel free to, but uh, what, what does it mean for this group to have this ending? 
Yeah, no, it's special. We honored them the other night, and, and four of our guys using their fifth year, we had them stand. They won more games in a Grove City College football uniform than anyone who's ever played here. And, and as a group, the four, last four fall seasons have been our best four-year run. So uh, it's just been a special group that has meant so much to this place, and we're excited to get to go out one more time with them. JB, give me your quick analysis here from what you can tell on this game. Again, it is the line of all. Yeah, well, I think this is a, a, a game where the where both teams like to try to do some complimentary football. Um, both can pass the ball deep if if you're if you're not ready for it on defense. So you know there could be some some big plays that decide the outcome. But you know I, I've seen on our live feed down here some I think some Grove City parents already asking people what what they want on the grill for the tailgate before the game. So I think they're excited to be to be home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it should be a great environment. I know FDU Forum is going to bring it. It's their second year in a row making the postseason after never really have in, in program history. So they're going to they're gonna be excited. And I know Grove City will be too to see if they can't win um, this same bowl title for the third time. Guys, best of luck out there. Uh, we, again, we want to see a great bowl game and uh, see some great reports from out there if we can't make it ourselves. And uh, appreciate all the love and support of you guys of our show over the years. And I'm sure that's going to continue as long as you guys keep winning games. We're going to keep showing you out there uh, doing the things you do on that playing field. So thank you for letting us be part of your Brick by Brick Gross City family. Thank you for all you do. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. <laughs> all right. Wow. There you JB, go. that was a lot of fun, but uh, for those just joining us, we're going to review the four bowls one more time with a little less excitement, pop, and circumstance, et cetera, here. So uh, here we go. And uh, once I go through all these, uh, I'm not going to ask you to predict them per se, but you know, give just a quick thought, uh, a fleeting thought here for how things will play out here. By the way, you're, I, I got to take you to task. If you look behind you, your Hobart uh, I know this ball, banner. This ball is what normally holds that end of the flag <laughs> up. And so when I took it down, I sort of, uh, sorry sorry to my statesman friends and fans. I didn't mean to get that, for that to happen. But I thought having the, the ball was a good prop. But now that I'm looking over my shoulder, I'm like, eh, maybe I should have left it up there so the, the whole flag wouldn't fall off. I, I just tossed a union hat Oops. to the side. So we're both uh, probably persona non grata at our schools. Uh, let's go back here to the Ace S. Bushnell Bowl. <laughs> Hobart will be at Washington Jefferson. Seven and three Hobart, eight and two W and J. Uh, you know the records would favor W and J, but like you said earlier, this plays out very well, I think. And you know what? I think W and J better learn about David Cruson because Cruson has the experience mm. in tough games and has uh, begun to win some of those tough games. When I'm not present, obviously, I, I am banned from the uh, by the Cruson family uh, to any Hobart game. Yeah, right. But uh, you know, again, uh, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think you know both teams tend to recruit and and develop pretty athletic players. So this this should be you know a, a really entertaining game, some back and forth. And ultimately, it may come down to a few um, you know, turnovers, big plays here and there. I mean, we know Hobart's going to try to establish the run. W&J's quarterback and receivers have a good thing going. They'll, they'll test this, the statesman secondary. It'll, like most football games, kind of come down to the trenches. Can anyone generate a pass rush? Can the O-line you know, hold, hold up? That type of thing. So I just, I'm looking forward to what should be a really competitive game against you know whether whether in the NCAA's or not. I mean, these are still you know two of the top programs in, in Region Two. It should be a great matchup. Then it's the Clayton Chapman Bowl, Westminster at Brockport. Again, the season Westminster had, I, I had counted them out in the back of my head that they might not even be at this point. Brockport, we always thought they'd be probably 
qualifiers at least for uh, bowl consideration. Mm-hmm. But you know the way they had to do it this season with quarterback injuries, et cetera. Too, uh, we mentioned Westminster's quarterback injuries, but uh, Brockport had endured their share of injuries at that position as well. And so, you know, yeah. this plays out interestingly. Like I said, I see a lot of defense forthcoming here. What's your view? Yeah, I mean, like I said, and you know, it made me feel good. At least the coach Benzel agreed. I mean, this is going to be a, a, a hard-hitting kind of old smash-mouth football type of, uh, type of game, especially now that the temperatures in upstate. I think there was snow for the first day today, so it's going to be a, a cold, um, you know, probably windy day. So probably a lot of running going on, a lot of tackling. It's going to come down to some real basic fundamentals of football, but it's going to be a dogfight of sorts. These are both real tough programs, and they have a lot of pride. They're each going to really want to walk away with this with this championship trophy. So I'm expecting a really you know knockdown, dragout type of game. Clean, you know, no no penalties or any fooling around and kind of stuff. But these guys are going to go after it. They would never commit penalties. These are upstanding young student athletes across our uh, states here. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah. Then we have the Scotty White Law Bowl, which is SUNY Morrisville. Speaking of, well, <laughs> speaking of penalties that maybe should have been called, uh, SUNY mm. Morrisville yeah. at RPI. And I bring it up only for this reason, folks. You think about Morrisville and how they could have really cashed in the chips after what happened in that Utica game, and they didn't do yep. so. They came back uh, with a good vengeance uh, in this whole thing and wanted to prove themselves as worthy of this type of discussion here. And Coach Raby, congratulations to you. Uh, It it was a job well done by you and your team uh, for sure. RPI, boy, if you saw the scores this year, you would have thought they were baseball scores sometimes because of how low they were. Uh, The defense is doing an outstanding job. And as Union can attest, the offense has found its pace as well here now. So they're going to be a little bit more balanced than what we're used to the first half of the season, I think, as we come to close the season. Again, your thoughts. Well, you know, I think it's, you know, it's great to see, you know, RPI. I mean, they, they were one of the early adopters of these bowl games way back when. And I really think the, you know, the reason why Coach I was able to build his program into, you know, kind of back-to-back Elite Eight championship runs was because of all the ECAC bowl games they did in the early stages of, of you know, his time there. You know, that extra week of practice adds up. The, you know, the extra experience of either going on the road to play a tough team or, you know, being at home, that kind of thing. So for all these other schools, I mean, RPI is the perfect sort of poster. I mean, yeah, if you don't, if you don't make the, the field of 32, this is still a great opportunity. It's something that can elevate your program down the road. Um, and so I, you know, I'm happy for them that they get a home game. Like I said, you know, the ECAB is such a great facility. It's going to look um, you know, like a bowl game should in certain respects. So I'm excited for both squads. And it should be, uh, like I said, it's a little bit of the old Empire 8 Liberty League, upstate New York bragging rights on the line. So we'll, let's see how it goes. We have a New York Bowl after all, even though they've uh, kind of canceled those uh, bowls. Uh, yeah, for that series. that's, that's there you true. Go. Uh, yeah, for the briefly lived, we did a couple of shows for that too. We did indeed. And now uh, the final bowl, uh, we'll again uh, recap here, is the James Lina Bowl, FDU Florum at 6-4 and four, at Grove City, 7-3. and three. Uh, Throw the records out in this game, though, JB, because that's for sure yeah. a fairly Dickinson team that's happy to be here but not content with just being here. And they're going to compete pretty darn hard in this game. Your thoughts? 
Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, it'll be interesting because both of these teams like to throw the ball. I don't know how well you can throw the ball in, in you know, Western Pennsylvania in the third week of, uh, of November, but I, I do feel like there's going to be some, some big play opportunities here. Both of these teams are opportunistic, and um, it should be a great matchup. So uh, for those uh, that are looking for some housekeeping, let's get a few things straight here. The uh, kickoff times will be announced uh, by the home uh, teams uh, throughout the next day or so, uh, but the games will be played on Saturday uh, during the day in most cases. Uh, so stay tuned to your uh, to the host's website or on the ECACs as well, and they'll have that information for you. Uh, for our show, uh, we are going to be having our interviews uh, from Saturday from the uh, two late games, or the two Saturday games I attend, I should say, uh, coming up later today. We'll be doing Crunch Time, uh, a new version of it called Crunch Time Express, Express. special Yep, <laughs> for uh, Week 11 uh, games, but also talking about looking back and looking forward here in this season a little bit. So you'll want to still join us for that. Even if you're not in the NCAA playoffs, you'll want to hear what we have to say about a lot of things, I think. And then on Friday, our live show with a couple of guests to preview uh, the playoff games on Saturday. And Saturday, we'll be joining D3Football.com for the Bracket Blitz show, uh, which is the whip around for the playoff games. But we will be watching the scores for the ECAC bowl games in the background and update them as we can throughout that show. Final thoughts here and the... Uh, uh, closing moments here, JB. I, I think, again, we've got to thank Dylan Clark and Dan Coonan and the company over at ECAC for letting us do that. But beyond that, you take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of going back to what we spoke with, um, you know, the, the ch committee chair, we were surprised that Utica got in. Ultimately, them getting into the tournament as a Pool C bid and Salisbury punching their ticket. Mount Union, luckily, you know, <laughs> kind of catching catching a you know break there at the end you know made that some some of these pool C things happen and so it, it opened up a couple of opportunities for some really I mean when you look at the, all the teams that, that filed Frank there was lots of I mean most of them had seven and three or eight and two type of records so really great football programs really great matchups it should be you know just a, a just an extra bonus of four really great games on a, on a playoff Saturday where let's face it Frank We've seen a lot of big you know, blowouts in the first round of the NCAA D3 football tournament. So if you want to see some more competitive football, maybe you want to check out these ECAC games in between you know, when, when we're sort of doing our thing with Pat and company with the whip around. Well, folks, thanks for joining us again. Uh, and as I said, thanks to the ECAC for the opportunity. A lot of football still to be played in the playoffs and out of the playoffs. So essentially, you got uh, 32 teams plus another 24 that will be bowling. So 56 teams. Out of our 240, we'll continue playing one more time here. Yeah. And so stay tuned and enjoy it. And then Thanksgiving comes up right after that. So a lot of reasons to be thankful out there. As somebody's opened up a, a celebratory drink on your side, I can hear in the background, JB. We'll, we should probably do that ourselves right now. Congratulations to those going bowling. For those that aren't, uh, hey, come back next year and get there. You can do it. These teams didn't think they could, some of them, uh, many, a few years ago. And now they are right here on our show, or even in the playoffs. Keep it up. We'll see you soon.